Welcome to HeartSpace, a show that will give you tools to awaken your intuition and the courage to listen to your heart so that you can create your best life. I'm your host, Sarah Lewis, an intuitive life coach, and my mission is to show you that you already have everything you need, and it's all in your heart space. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of HeartSpace. I'm so happy to have you back on here with me and I wanted to take a minute to thank you all so much for the amazing messages and feedback after my first episode last week. You guys are really amazing and I'm so grateful for all your support. It truly means a lot to me. The reason I started this podcast in the first place is to be of service to all of you and share some things that I feel could be helpful, inspiring, and support you on your journey. And I love hearing your thoughts on this podcast, so please don't hesitate to reach out through my website, for example, sarahlewis.co, or on Instagram, at sarahlewisco. I'll put the links in the show notes below so you can find me there. Please come and say hi or just let me know how you liked the episode and if you have anything in particular you would like me to talk about in future episodes. So today I'm going to be talking about self-love. I know you've probably heard a lot about this topic, especially if you hang out in the wellness, self-development or spiritual circles, online or offline, and I think Self-love can get a bad reputation at times because it can be seen as something selfish or kind of shallow. But I felt it was important to dive in deeper into this topic after mentioning it in episode one, the importance of introspection, and to really understand what self-love is, what it's not, and how to actually love yourself, which isn't always talked about much. And that's why I wanted to really dive in deeper into this topic and create a whole episode around this. I also want to add that my approach to self-love is more one of self-acceptance rather than self-care. Self-care is important, don't get me wrong, but I think that the most important thing here is really self-acceptance and compassion. To me, self-love is the secret weapon to create a life that fulfills you and really makes you happy because your inner world creates your outer world. There's a beautiful quote by Rupi Kaur that says, how you love yourself is how you teach others to love you. And that is so, so true. It's necessary to love and accept yourself before you can love others and really receive love. I honestly think that everything in your life is a reflection of your relationship with yourself. So your relationship with yourself really shapes your entire life. And if you don't love yourself and accept yourself, your life will most likely be full of anger, maybe even hate, frustration, resentment, and just plain suffering. 
And then you will probably project that onto other people and areas of your life. And that just creates a living hell. You know what I mean? And I'm convinced that if we all learn to love ourselves more and accept ourselves for who we are, we could really create a better world. There would be less conflicts and less wars also. But the problem here is that most of us have been conditioned to not truly love and accept ourselves for who we are. And that's because we have egos or inner critics. You know that voice in your head telling you you're not good enough, you're not pretty enough or smart enough. Who do you think you are? You'll never succeed and no one will ever love you, look at you. All that stuff? Well, thanks to that, we can really be our own worst enemy and nightmare. Egos compare, egos judge, and egos don't really love. They just make love conditional, which isn't love, by the way. And it'll say something like, I'll love myself only when I'll look this way, or we'll have lost this much weight, or we'll have found love, or that job, etc. And maybe you don't exactly say these things to yourself or hear these things in your head, but somehow you think you will only be worthy and enough in the future, depending on outside circumstances. And this has become so normal because we were raised and we live in a world where the majority of people let their egos run the show. So how do we move away from that? I think it's important to realize that most of us will always be somewhat identified with our egos, unless we reach total enlightenment. But it's okay to be still a little bit identified with your ego. The important thing here is to realize, first of all, that you have an ego and that most of your thoughts come from there. And something that you can do is to try to not judge yourself as much and not compare yourselves to others all the time and have more compassion towards yourself like you would with a close friend or with a child. You would probably never tell a child what you tell yourself. So start with that. We really need to learn to be more accepting of who we are as we are perfectly imperfect, and always works in progress, right? And also, if you can really understand that you're not your thoughts, like I just said, and that the voice in your head, that inner dialogue, comes from your ego and that it's not you, I think that's very important. Because if you can notice and hear those thoughts, then it can't be you, right? It must be coming from somewhere. And it's coming from your inner critic, from the ego. You, you're beyond your thoughts. You're the witness behind the thoughts. And you can actually empower yourself by choosing healthier and more loving thoughts that support you. So remember that in each moment you have a choice to either give in to your ego and feed it with negative thoughts that kind of bring you down and the ego thrives on that or to try to reach for more positive and loving thoughts and by doing that you learn to use your mind as a tool and not let it control you.
I think one of the reasons it can make some people roll their eyes when they hear about self-love is because the automatic reaction is to think that it's selfish to love yourself and to love yourself first. Now, some people may misunderstand this concept and actually use self-love as an excuse to be selfish and even hurt others. But that's not what it is, at least not to my understanding. I think that self-love is really about filling your cup first before you can pour your love into anyone or anything else. Because you can't pour anything from an empty cup. And that's also why on the plane, I know you've all heard this many times, they always tell you to put your oxygen mask on first if it ever comes to it. Otherwise, you won't be able to help anyone else. See, it's the same thing with self-love. If you don't put your oxygen mask on first and love yourself and accept yourself first, then you can't really help others or love others. But if you do the inner work of loving and accepting yourself by releasing comparison and judgment, you'll be able to really love others and help uplift them without losing anything from yourself. I want to emphasize something very important though. Loving yourself does not mean that you will always be in a good, happy place and never experience self-doubts, limiting beliefs, or fears anymore. And it doesn't mean that you will always be happy. Because things are always changing and we are all subject to the law of duality. Which means that where there is happiness, there will be sadness. Where there is love, there will be fear. Where there are good days, there will be less good days. And where there is light, there is shadow and also darkness. And you can see that in nature. It's perfectly normal. But for some reason, us humans have a little bit of a hard time accepting this reality. And even if you have a healthy relationship with yourself and love yourself, you won't be immune to this duality. But what is even more important is to love yourself through it all and to accept not only the good days, the easy days, but also the harder times and the more shadowy parts of yourself and of your experience. So how do you reach that level of acceptance of what is and what arises and how the hell do you actually love yourself? I'm going to take a look at different areas of your life, so four different levels that really come together to create a whole. And these four levels are the physical level, the emotional level, the mental level, and the spiritual level. So let's dive into how you can build a strong and loving relationship with yourself on all four levels to reinforce your self-esteem, self-love, and mostly self-acceptance. First, the physical level is a good place to start because for some people it may be the easiest to understand. And on this level, you want to really take care of yourself by connecting with your body and taking good care of your body, mostly. So you want to learn to listen to yourself through your body because your body is always communicating with you and giving you signals when it needs something. So listening to your body 
and what it's trying to tell you, and also asking yourself, how am I feeling and what do I need right now is very important. You can do this first thing in the morning and throughout your day, and just be aware of what it is that you actually need and what your body is telling you. If you can't give yourself exactly what you need in that moment for whatever reason, it's it's okay because at least you will you will know and you'll be able to maybe do that as soon as you can. And so what this looks like is to really choose to care for yourself and your body through proper sleep, eating a healthy diet and nourishing foods, exercising and moving your body in a loving way, being mindful of who and what you spend your time on, and allowing yourself to have a healthy amount of rest and play. So by having fun, enjoying life, and not being too hard on yourself. Your body is a vessel for you to live in, and it's important for you to treat it well with respect and take good care of it. If you do that, it will give it back to you by giving you the energy that you need and allowing you to be healthy and thriving and do all the things that you want to do. If the physical level is something that you struggle with and if body image is something that is difficult for you, if you don't really like your appearance and you're not completely happy with your your body and how it looks like now and you're always wanting to change it, a very good exercise to do here is something that you probably have heard of and it's the mirror exercise. So there are a few different variations that I'm going to explain to you. The first one is to look at yourself in the mirror and stare into your eyes. It's easier to just focus on one eye at a time and you can do this for about a minute a day and repeat daily for as long as you want until you start experiencing a change and start having more compassion and self-love and be less hard on yourself and maybe your body. The second one is to do the same thing. So you look at yourself in a mirror and you focus on one eye and you tell yourself, I love you. You repeat that a few times and really try to feel into it. If you want to go even further and oh God, this is hard, but it's so powerful. You can stand in front of a mirror, a full-length mirror, completely naked, so make sure no one bothers you when you do this, and look at yourself for one, two, three minutes. You can at first focus on one eye, like in the previous versions, or you can scan your body. And I have to tell you, this can be seriously very hard at first. I remember doing this a few years ago and bursting into tears the first few times. But if you can continue doing it daily, it will really help you, trust me. So we've pretty much covered the physical level and a few exercises and things that you can do to have a better relationship with yourself on this level and lean into more self-love and self-acceptance. And some people will tend to just stay on that level and do all the things here. So really take good care of themselves and their bodies and do the exercise with the mirror and all that. And that's it. 
But to me, it's really important to dive in deeper and to move into first the emotional level and then the mental and spiritual levels. So now let's dive a little bit deeper and take a look at the emotional level. The emotional level is all about really looking within, like in the first episode, and seeing what's going on inside. It's about accepting the pain, the darkness, the moments of doubts that you experience because they're not going to go away even if you really love yourself. And getting honest with yourself about how you're feeling, whatever feelings arise, without judging them or labeling them as good or bad. A really powerful practice to take on here, if you don't have it already, is journaling. So really just journal about how you feel every day if possible. Just be really honest with yourself and let it flow on paper. It's your journal, so no one will read it. So really be honest with yourself about it and let all that out on paper. Something that you might also feel the need to do is to forgive yourself from something in the past. If you feel like you've done a mistake, I usually don't really like to call it that because I feel that everything is a lesson. But if this is how you feel, then it can be really beneficial to write about it and maybe write a letter to your past self and forgive that past self so you can move on. So here it's really all about embracing all emotions and knowing that they just come and go, that they're all temporary. A good mantra is also, this too shall pass, because everything is always coming and going. So if you're going through a rough time, remembering that this too shall pass can really help you. I think it's very important to do all this inner work and really accept what's going on inside without trying to push it away because I feel that sometimes in the self-growth or spiritual space, we hear so much about positivity and that we can only manifest our dreams and desires if we are thinking high vibe and positive thoughts all the time. And that's not really true. It might be to some extent, but it's not realistic and it's just not real. The human experience is all about duality, like I mentioned before. So it's not possible or sustainable to only stay in the positive and the happy all the time. That just creates a false reality where we end up denying our truth and our true experiences. So I just want to say that yes, I'm all about manifesting and I do believe that you can really create your desires and make any dream come true. And I'm all about high vibe living and all that. But I think that often in that space, which kind of bothers me, they fail to acknowledge that we can't be happy all the time and always positive. And it's important to accept the darkness and the wounds to also deal with them and grow from there. But maybe that's a topic for another time. So basically, on the emotional level, it's 
very important to do the inner work, to dig deep and to acknowledge what's going on inside and accept whatever, whatever comes up. Because it's much healthier to really face it and maybe be in that space for a bit if you need to. Journal about it. Think about it if you need to. And then let it go. It'll be easier to do that than to always push it away and pretend that it's not happening inside. That's just not healthy and it never really lasts. So now on the mental level, the core work for you to move into more self-love and acceptance is to first of all, watch your thoughts and be aware of your thoughts. So you might have some limiting beliefs some self-doubt, some fears. You might have an inner dialogue that is trying to bring you down and telling you that you're not worthy or not enough. And you can just start by being aware of that. And then know that this is coming from your ego, like I mentioned before. So it's not your truth. It's not who you are. Another important thing is that Your mind is a tool that you can actually train. So it's important to be aware of what's going on in your head, in your mind, what you're telling yourself. But also try to train your mind to choose thoughts that are more supportive and to reshape, rewrite your inner dialogue. So instead of judging yourself and focusing on what you think is wrong with you, or what you're lacking, and what you need to fix in yourself, and always comparing yourself to others, try to train your mind to be more grateful instead, to focus on what you do have, and the ways in which you're unique and wonderful. I'd say that one of the most powerful practices here is really meditation, because it can allow you to witness your thoughts without judging them, And to little by little find more stillness in your mind, especially in the space between your thoughts. So it's normal to still have some thoughts when meditating. And I think that's something that not everyone realizes, especially if you're not meditating yet. So it's normal to have thoughts when you're meditating. And what we look for is to find the space between the thoughts and to find more and more stillness. So as you meditate more and more, you might have more and more moments of stillness and a calm mind. But you will still have some meditations that are very agitated and where there's a lot of thoughts going on because you need to process them. So you need to allow yourself the space for those thoughts to come up. So meditation is great for that And it's great to really build a practice where you meditate maybe five or ten minutes a day to start, which will really allow you to know what's going on in your head and to little by little find more stillness, relax and manage your stress. And ultimately, meditation is really the bridge between the mental level and the spiritual level. So when we move into the spiritual level, the highest and deepest levels, your mind is hopefully a little bit calmer from all the meditation, right? 
And this allows you to connect to your heart, to your true self, your higher self, your essence, and to access your intuition, to really be able to start living from there. If you also feel called to it, you can connect to a higher source, whether you call it the universe or God or life or love, it doesn't really matter. But to little by little, learn to trust in that higher power and surrender to it. And also know that your soul has chosen to come into your body exactly as it is and that it has chosen most of your life circumstances for you to learn and grow. So there's really no reason for you to want to change any of it. It's a waste of your time to want to change how you look or where you're at in your life and what's happening because things are not happening to you but for you, for you to really grow and learn those lessons that your soul has chosen. When you really start to understand this and feel it on a deep level, it's very empowering. And that is when you can really start loving and accepting yourself unconditionally and spreading that around, sharing it with others. Okay, so that is it for today's episode. I hope that you found it useful. And if you want, please share with me one of your key takeaways or key lessons from this episode or just something that you think you will want to try for yourself. As I said, you can find me on Instagram at Co or on my website, sarahlewis.co. Until next time with a new episode.